and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show, a podcast for counsellors and therapists. With me, Jane Travis, I'm an ex-counsellor that now helps other therapists to grow their practice and to attract more clients more easily. So let's get started. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first time here, it's great to have you on board. Hope you're having a good day. So firstly, I want to say, you know, if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for being a listener of the Grow Your Private Practice show. I really do appreciate not only that you support this show, but you take the time to leave some lovely comments and you send some lovely emails and, you know, give me some great feedback. It really does mean the world to me. So thank you for that. Now, I've actually been publishing this podcast for, this is number 137. So I've published 137 episodes. And that was an episode every single week until this year when, unfortunately, my dad became ill and died and therefore I've reduced it for the time being to fortnightly. So I've been doing this podcast for quite a while now and maybe you've considered starting a podcast. Maybe you've thought of helping people whilst also growing your business and increasing your income by getting out there and doing your own podcast. And if so, then today's your lucky day because I'm joined by a podcast expert called Phil Brett King from his company, My Podcast Assistant. And Phil also happens to be my own podcast editor. And to be honest, if it wasn't for him, I certainly wouldn't have been still doing this. So today we're going to have a chat about the benefits of podcasting. We're going to have a look at how to choose a format that's right for you. And we're also going to have a little word on tech. I know tech is one of the things that can feel a little bit scary. So we're just going to have a little brief word about tech and about actually it doesn't have to be ever so tech heavy because basically if it was, I literally would not be doing this now. So let's dive into this exciting topic with Phil. I think you're going to enjoy this. So hi, Phil. Welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's absolutely fantastic to have you here. And I'm sure that you're going to have some great ideas for the listeners. It's great to be here. So I've got a few questions for you, but I'd like to know a little bit about you first, because you've got quite an interesting okay. history, because you've, you're also a voiceover actor. So whilst you're listening to Phil, you'll probably notice yourself being very soothed because he's got a lovely, <laughs> soothing voice. So tell us a little bit about how you got from voiceover actor to working with podcasts. Okay, I'll try and keep it as short as I can. So I was working with Associated Newspapers in London for a classified paper. They have loot and I looked into voiceover. But at the time, this is 20 years ago, the time there was a lot of money up front. Internet wasn't around. So I sort of let go of that decision. 20 years fast forward, I'm working for the NHS And I'm looking for a side hustle. And I come across a man on YouTube called Bill Weiss, an American voice actor. And because of broadband, he basically had a home setup where he could audition and record for adverts and TV commercials and all those sorts of things. So I went, oh, right. Okay. So I managed to create a little sound booth at home, did some research, built one of those and just started auditioning. And I'd come home from work. I'd probably do two hours or so, depending on how many auditions were there. Audition. Eventually, I'd actually win some auditions and I'd get a few under my belt. And sort of five years later, where we are now, well, actually, say three years, obviously COVID came around. I was doing pretty well with the voiceover, but COVID came. And I was editing one podcast for a client and 
I just pivoted and basically the podcasts, obviously during COVID, podcast listenership went up and a lot more people wanted a podcast. I started marketing on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. And basically from there, I gained a few more clients and it's just grown from there basically. And it's gone from strength to strength. So that's become my main line of business now. And the voiceover is sort of my side hustle. So I've got some clients. I've got the Royal Mint. I do adverts for them, mainly commercial jobs, stuff for Dell, computers. Yeah, but basically I don't have to audition as much. And the podcasting is, like I said, it's it's my main love now. And I actually prefer it because it's more robust. It's more of a monthly income for me. And yeah, I just like helping people sound better online. And you're very good at it. Yeah. But as as you say, you certainly, I mean, certainly since lockdown, podcasting has, I mean, it's grown hugely over the last few years, but definitely since lockdown, it's like, I guess in lockdown, that was the perfect time for people to actually start doing something like a lockdown. And they just, they sprang up all over the place, didn't they? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously people wanted things to do lockdown. So, you know, TV isn't massively great nowadays, even though there's more channels than ever. So I suppose people just think, oh, I'll have a listen to a, a podcast and it probably just grew from there, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had my podcast now. I can't remember the date that it started, but this episode will be 137. So it's funny, isn't it? You start off just thinking, oh, well, I'll just do a few, see how it works out. And then you kind of just, it just, over time, it just grows. So obviously I've had this podcast for quite a while now and I've seen the podcast, you know, the benefits of podcasting. But what would you, to somebody who's thinking of starting, and obviously I work with counsellors and therapists, for somebody who's thinking of maybe starting a podcast, what do you think would be the main benefits for them? Well, there's huge benefits. I think the main ones are, um, let me see now, I would say it's becoming a leader in your field. So it's it's a great way. It's It's a really intimate way of getting to know your client base or your future clients or listeners because you're in their ear all the time in their spare time. So if they're taking the dog for a walk or and driving in the car or something like that, you're there in their spare time. And if you're speaking just in a, your normal voice and you're just being authentic, then people get to know you a bit better and they start to know, like, and trust you. And then eventually, hopefully become, you know, in your field of work, they, you know, they may if, say, for example, you're a therapist that may entice somebody to come forwards a bit more and maybe take you on as, you know, as their therapist. Obviously, podcasting is a long-form content, so it's a good way for people to get to, like I said, know, like, and trust you. And I think introverts tend to like podcasts and long-form as well, so they may be, may be more forward in consuming your content through a podcast rather than reels or TikToks and things like that. So I think it's a good way to attracting that side of the audience as well, because I think social media in general is quite extroverted and may not show a side that you want to show. And the introverted people might think, well, I'll just listen in my own time. So I think that's a huge market, especially for therapists. And then obviously as well, you can invite other people to come onto your podcast that might have a podcast themselves, and you can get in front of their audience. And then you can then also be a guest on their podcast so you can get in front of their audience. And it's a good way to just get in front of more people and get more 
just get more listeners or just getting more people to see your brand and see you, basically. I think that's a, a huge part of podcasting. Yeah. And I think as well, it's to people listening. If you're an introvert, then I think listening to a podcast is maybe something that you do. I, I personally get a bit fed. I like the radio, don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's a bit full on. Sometimes it's just noise in my ears. Whereas listening to a podcast or even an audio book, there's something that's kind of, it makes me feel a little bit more in control. It doesn't feel so, so manic. It's just kind of just like a nice conversation with some, obviously depending on the podcast, but it can be just yeah, like, yeah. just a conversation with somebody, which feels really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so establishing yourself as an authority, increasing your audience. And then probably a third thing is possible monetization. Now, a lot, a lot of people don't, you know, they feel a bit of the ick when it comes to selling. But just maybe having a call to action on a podcast and, and sending people to an email list or, or something like a, a low, medium or high ticket offer. That's uh, once they've listened to your podcast and you say, you know, if you like that, then I've got this for you. It's a, a nicer way to sort of, you know, you're still selling, but you're not doing it in an icky type of way. Yeah. I think people are more inclined then to possibly, you know, go for one of your offers as well. Yeah, yeah. I suppose for me, when I think about a therapist with a podcast, I, I, I suppose in my mind's eye, maybe less about attracting a client as such, but more about share. I mean, it depends on what your niche is, but more about sharing information, sharing ideas for help, yes. thoughts for reflection. So it's less about yeah. being necessarily a selling medium. So that icky sales thing isn't there. It's more about, right, here's some information yes. that you'll probably find really useful. And then at the end, it's yeah. like, oh, by the way, if you wanted some more help, then you can do. So, I mean, I've got a freebie that's called how to attract more clients by helping, not selling. And this fits in with it really, really yes. well, because you're, you're just helping people. But the add-on to that is that people then realise that you're very helpful. They get to know you, know that know, like, yeah. and trust factor like you're talking about. So if they do yes. need help, then they're, they're going to call you. Well, exactly. And like information, you could just go, you could just do a hypothetical therapy session as well, you know. And I know you've done some, some episodes where you've taken hypothetical clients, you know, given them names, and you've just led them through a, a scenario so... You know, a therapist could do that and, and have a fictitious client with some fictitious, you know, some problems, some real problems that maybe others will have. And then they can do a therapy session with them as a podcast. And then people can see how you work, you know, which is a great way. Yeah. That's a brilliant idea. I'd not even thought about that, but you could say, you know, imagine a particular scenario and then just walk through how that, that session might be. Yeah. But again, it's, oh, excuse me, God, so, so unprofessional. My phone just went off. But the other thing is, for people that are therapists, you, you haven't just got therapy that you've got to put out there. You can also be offering courses and offering, you know, coaching. And there's loads of other things that might fit in. Absolutely, everything. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the podcasting is just the, the tool to help you deliver those sorts of things. And obviously, podcasting, it's not an immediate return on investment straight away. It is, you have to be consistent at it. So you've got to think of the long term when you do podcasting. You have to have faith, really, 
it does work. And as you can see from the growing podcasts year on year, they are, there's, they're just getting more and more of them. So they do work for people. And I think the reason they do work is people stick at it. And I've seen that the clients I have that do stick at it do reap the rewards later on down the line. So if you have an idea and you think, yeah, I'll do a podcast, then I suggest you go for it and just stick to your guns, no matter what happens. And eventually somewhere down the line, you'll get that return on investment. I guarantee it. Did you say something like a hockey, sh- hockey stick of... That's happened to some of my clients. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have so many listeners for so many times. And then suddenly there'll be this sort of hockey-like stick curve of raising, you know, raised listeners. One of my clients, Teresa Heathwaring, a, a business coach. The thing with podcasts is you can't really tell how well, you can see how many downloads you're having, but you can't really see how vast it's being spread and how many people are actually listening to it because people can listen without downloading. But she had so many listeners for a certain, a certain period of time. And I think it was after the hundredth episode, suddenly her downloads just shot up and she didn't actually know why. And I think that's one of the things where some certain softwares might be able to tell you why that happened. But in the long run, I think it's in the lap of the gods, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, you know, it, it definitely is the long game. It's not something I think that you do for, I think you can try it for a short amount of time, but you've got to. Yes. Give yourself a commitment to say, right, I'm really going to go for this. I mean, how often do you think somebody should podcast? Well, I think it depends on your audience, really. Obviously, people people do every day. Like It's almost like a news edition, because obviously podcasts can be as, as long as they can be anything from five minutes to an hour and a half. So if you're doing a, a, a daily one, you could do like a daily news one, especially depending on what the subject is. I think the normal way is once a week, and then you might have people that might do once a fortnight. I think if you do once a month, it's a bit too long for people to sort of get into what you're trying to talk about on your podcast. So I think once a week, once a fortnight is a good place to start. Obviously, you can also do seasons. So it might be that you might have a lot of things to talk about. So you might think, well, how am I going to speak for a year about a certain subject? What you could do is you might be able to do it quarterly a different subject. So you could have a season each quarter and so you can talk on a different subject under the umbrella of your whole, whatever services you provide or whatever industry you're in, which which can work. So seasonally might also give you a bit of a break. So you could do like a season, say 12 shows or 10 shows, have a, have a couple of weeks break and then start doing the second season on something else as well. So consistency really is key because if you do start to get listeners, they'll know which day your new podcast comes live and they'll accommodate that into their daily routine, be it listening to it in a car, walking the dog, you know, washing dishes, whatever, wherever, when, wherever and whenever you listen to your podcast. So consistency is key in keeping it going as well, I think. Yeah. I think people get into the habits. People have habits, don't they? And if somebody likes a particular podcast, then they incorporate that into their day, don't they? Or into their week. Yeah, 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 I I do. I do some of the ones, I mean, I do edit like three or four a day, but I do get time to listen to some podcasts that I like listening to as well. So I incorporate that in my me time. Yeah, yeah. So 
given that there are so many different things, I'm, I'm thinking of counsellors now and I'm thinking of the fact that for a lot of, I mean, I'm big on niches. I'm really big on counsellors and therapists having a niche and they use that niche. It's great for marketing. It's great for them to grow and it's great for them to get known. So how can you decide on your podcast idea so that it's not, I suppose you don't want it to be too broad, do you? That's a good question. Good question. I think if you know your subject inside out and could talk forever about it, I think you'll be okay. If you're somebody that doesn't like talking and, you know, it might, you, you might find it hard to talk for such a long period of time about something, it might be good to have a broader range of subjects to talk about because then you, you know, you think you've got, you've got more content to, to talk about. With somebody who's very confident and maybe niches down, but they know they know their stuff and they can talk for ages about it. And the thing I think with people like that, they they keep talking about the same things because sometimes people don't absorb it unless you've said it probably five or six times. You'll find a lot of people with a strong brand; they're always promoting that one story that strengthens their brand, and they just keep saying it and keep plugging it because eventually, you know, the listeners that you have all the time will know that's your part of your brand. So they won't mind you talking about it all the time. But then you have new listeners coming in and that that's how it'll connect with them as well. So obviously uh, that's a bit like Marmite. Some people might think you're going on all the time and turn off, but some people it might strengthen their relationship with you as well. So that's another thing. But I think that's I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I really like the idea of having seasons. I think that's a great idea for somebody that's got a very broad niche. I think for me, I mean, I'm very much an introvert. I mean, you talked about Teresa Heath wearing now. She used to be my coach and she actually gave me a recommendation gave me your name when I was starting my podcast. She helped me to start my podcast. Now Teresa is somebody who is very chatty. She can just talk about anything and she can do her podcast like really, really easily because she just has a subject and she talks about it. But for me, I'm more of an introvert. I'm not so much of a just talk about everything, anything for a great length of time. I have to think a bit yeah. more about what I'm going to talk about, what I want to, you know, what I want to cover. Now, I suppose that comes into sort of the fact that you can have like a podcast strategy, I suppose, of how you want your podcast to look and sound. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the whole uh, holistic view of podcasting, you've got the podcast artwork. So, you know, you can attract people via that. You've got the podcast intro and outro music. If you have something as well like that, that can be branded to your style. Like, for example, if you're bubbly, you might have something a bit upbeat. I know I've got lots of introverts that I edit podcasts for, and they have quite a chilled out type of intro music. So it, it sort of fits their brand. So that's like a, a sound brand. So they can use that then on other places and repurpose it on social media as well if they wanted to, and people would recognize that. And then I think the strategy of also how you talk or how you... um create your podcast you might have a structure to it that you keep doing each week i've got one guest i've got one client rather who he interviews people every sunday and he goes to them physically rather than interviewing them over zoom or something like that and he records the videos and we put them up on, on youtube but his strategy is he talks to them before they have their interview he he asks them to come up with three interesting facts so 
they come up with three interesting facts. And as they talk to those, he then asks some questions around those facts, which adds bulk to the podcast. Then he takes them back to their childhood and how they came to be the person they are today and, you know, the choices they've made. And, and they talk about then their work. And at the end, they talk about any regrets, whether personal or in business. So he has that structure for every single guest he has. And it works out quite well. And as a listener, and some, as I'm editing them as well, he's, he's solidified his brand in doing it that way. So if you were to, you, you know what you're going to get when you listen to his podcast. So I think that's a good way to solidify your brand holistically through podcast artwork, right down through to the audio music and then to the actual strategy of interviewing someone as well. So if you can create that, then you've got, I think, a really strong structure for a podcast. Absolutely. And that could all be in your brand. That can be like, like you say, it can be all in, in the, the, your style, your colours, the type of podcast it is, whether, like you say, it's upbeat, whether it's, and also yeah. whether or not you have guests. Because some people, like I, I have guests, I don't have them every single week. I love having guests. I love talking to different people. And I think yes. it's great for my listeners as well. So they don't have to listen to me droning on. But you get people bringing in their expertise and it, it just gives something else for people, doesn't it? Yeah, there's all sorts of formats. Obviously, you've got, you've got solo artists who'll just talk for ages, like you said. Some people just like telling stories. You know, they're just storytellers. Some people like interviewing, you know, people in their zone of genius. And then you, what seems to be growing a lot, and a lot of people think, I see these more on YouTube now and on TikTok, are more podcasts with multiple amounts of people. So you may have three to four people all talking about subjects, possibly sport or politics, you know, and it's, it's almost like just a TV show on, on the telly, but in an audio format. And then you might get, you know, eight people. I'm sure people who listen, watch TikTok or, or Reels will see snippets of podcasts where you might have eight or nine different people, varying ages, sexes, talking about common topics that are uh, sort of in the, you know, in the narrative today. So anybody can have a podcast. You just have to decide on what style fits you best and go with that. Don't, don't try and copy someone or have some comparisonitis. I think, you know, I, I like that podcast. I want it to be like that. Every podcast is different. So you need to just find that unique part of you and push that forwards with your podcast branding. And then that will be your I hate saying authentic self, but you know, it is, you just need to push you because that's who they're going to listen to. Your, your voice is going to be in their ears yeah, and they're going to be listening to every word you say. So that's how you'll attract listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, my podcast has gone, I started doing it a certain way. I started doing it so that I had a little section at the end where I would ask a guest a question and they would. And then I also did it so that I would make a recommendation at the end. So I might recommend a particular podcast or book or something. And that just didn't sit right for me somehow. It, it just never really. So you can change and grow as time goes on. It's not set in stone. You can, you know, get inspiration from other people. I think it's it's less about copying, but being inspired by what other people do. Because you know, yes. some people have got yeah. some great ideas. But to have the courage, really, to just allow it to be... Mm -hmm about you it's because like ultimately yeah it's like on the big brother you know that of, yes 
Sorry, carry on. Yeah. Not be afraid of trying. Sorry, so I didn't want to interrupt you, Jay. Just try out trying out different things as well, because you know some things might work, some things might not work, and you just need to to try them first to see what does and doesn't work. So yes, use other people as inspiration, but then and and try these things, and then just get some feedback from people, some friends or listeners. Ask ask for feedback as well, which is always a great thing. Always ask for a review to your podcast, you know, get get a five-star review, but just ask for any feedback on what your listeners would like to hear is a big thing. Yeah. And then you can, you can, after a while, start to reflect on your podcast and, and take out the stuff that doesn't work and concentrate on the stuff that does. And then you'll find it will solidify that, that sort of your, your podcast. I mean, I think it's, for me, what I suggest anybody doing something new is A, give it enough time to give it a proper go. So give it, at least three months to, de- to decide whether, you know, is this something I want to really put my time in? Because you've got to enjoy it. Yes. But yes. also, yes. yeah, but also to have the mindset of this is just an experiment. This is about allowing myself to try things and some of them won't work. And just to have, again, the courage to just go into it and say, I might get some bits wrong, but you can't get to where you want to be without making those you know, that, that trial and error. I think so. I think, and I mean, I mean, I'm not, if you don't want to do a podcast, don't do a podcast. I'm not trying to say everybody should do one, but I feel it is a really good tool to, if you're in a business, it's a fantastic tool to get yourself heard by other people that wouldn't necessarily maybe know you. So yeah, I think give it a go. And like I said, trial it for three months. And, and if you're not feeling it, if it's not in your heart, then, you know, you've tried it, you know, and then go on to something else. But I, I think giving it a go for a start would be a good trial. Absolutely, yeah. And it can be fun. That's the thing. It can be fun. Again, yeah. what what I was going to say was it's with a podcast, it really does show your personality. And I was just saying that when people go into Big Brother, they always say, you think that you're going to be able to hide yourself away, but your personality always comes out, doesn't it? And I oh, think that's, yes. that is definitely true with a podcast. You know, your personality will just come out. And that's really, that's really nice. You know, if somebody's thinking of working you, whether it's, you know, whether you want to do some training or some coaching or whether people want to actually work with you as a client, be like a counselling client, they get the chance to almost meet you. They get a real sense of you. Yeah. And if you're thinking about, you know, if you are a counsellor and you want clients, that kind of starts yes. that therapeutic relationship going before they've even met you. They've already decided that, you know, this is going to be somebody that's going to get me. So it, it just helps that process for people to decide that you are going to be the right person for them rather than having to look through a website or a sales page or something like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't really want to talk a lot about tech today because you have very kindly said that you might come back in the future to talk a little bit about tech. But I want to just briefly look at tech because I think that for many people that are listening to this, they might be thinking, you know what, I fancy doing a podcast, but the thing that puts me off is tech. Now, as you know, I am not a techie person. I am terrified of tech and I'm rubbish at it, but I've managed to do this. (laughs) But you, you're there helping me. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, thank you. You know, you've been there right from the start, sort of helping me. So, if somebody is 
very technically challenged. What, what would you say to them to sort of uh, about the, the tech side of it? Well, I, I know we discussed earlier about could you use your phone? And I suppose if you were really, really like the, the lowest bootstrapping option, could possibly use your phone. But I think, obviously, when you start a podcast, you need to inject a small amount of money into it. And I come from, the, from, from an audio perspective. I think that everybody should have a good quality microphone. And that's because a lot of things nowadays, especially because of you know COVID and everything, a lot of people now talk over Zoom or any other streaming services. And I think, apart from editing podcasts, I also want people to sound better online. And I think everybody should invest in a good microphone, whether they want to start a podcast or not, because you might be on somebody else's podcast as a guest. And so you want to have your audio as clear and as good as possible. So I think it's really a good investment to invest in a good quality microphone. It doesn't have to break the bank. You can get a good one for £80, which is obviously for some people might be quite a lot of money, but it's a good investment. If you're talking online a lot and, and sometimes if you are going to start a podcast, I think getting a good quality microphone is a start yeah. and you can get a USB one like you have, you've got one there, but I do, I hope if I can just do a quick plug on my Instagram, I do have a quiz which directs people through what equipment they can actually choose depending on what budget you have as well. So it's just a series of questions and it'll tell you uh, which microphone and other bits and bobs, headphones and things like that, which can start you off on your podcasting journey. So from a tech point of view, that's where I, I think I'd start. Yeah. What's your handle on Instagram so people can go and check it? I will put these details in the show notes, but yeah, it's at podcast underscore assist. And my website is mypodcastassistant.com. And obviously, if anybody has, you know, wants to have a chat or just flesh an idea out, I'm more than happy to just have a chat with anyone. Yeah. If they want to chat about starting or equipment issues, you know, yeah. but basically, I'm just there to help, like yourself, for helps you and, and lots of other people start their podcasts. And I think it's getting people up and running yeah. and keeping them consistent. I, th I think for anybody listening to this who's thinking, right, okay, Phil, you sound fantastic, but I really dread the thought of getting onto a call with someone because then I'm going to get the heavy sell. I would just like to say that has never happened with Phil. No, he, he just is not that sort of person. He really is there to help you. And so if you do want some a little bit of help and guidance have, guidance, have a word with Phil. Don't worry, he's not going to, like, you know, pin you against the wall and make you feel as though you've got to buy something <laughs> from him. And I was going to say, I think for me, I'm not a technical person. And mm -hmm. I had to get a microphone, of course, because you're going to be speaking, yeah. it's going to be in somebody's ear. I was listening to a podcast, actually, the other day, and they had a very, you know, the people that say the S and the S kind of whistles a little bit. And it was so Sibilance. hard to listen to. Is that what it's called? Yes. What's it called? Sibilance. I have it. Sibilance. Oh, right. I have it myself. I, it's a problem I have, even as a voice actor. That's why some of the microphones I've chosen, it's usually women have it, but it could be just because of the formation of the teeth in the mouth. And it's just the S's have a certain list, like a, a sound on the end of your S's. So there is software out there which can cut all of that. Oh, right. Um, Plus, you know, I don't want to get too technical, but also there's 
you can use equalization to take away that sort of frequency, then it's not so harsh in the in the ear. That, that's the thing I do with everyone's podcasts is I try and get, if it sounds nice in my ear, then hopefully it'll sound well good for everybody else. Yeah. So I, I get rid of those sort of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just shows you how important good audio is, you see, because I would say if you've got a, a bad video, bad quality video with good audio, you can still probably watch it. But if the audio is bad, you probably would turn off. So yeah. I think it's more important than the video in the end. Yeah, and absolutely. If you're listening to a podcast, it's actually in your ear. All you can hear is, you know, if it doesn't sound good, it, it's really, really off-putting. And I know that I've sometimes absolutely. given up on a podcast because of that. So so for me, it's a case of you need a, a microphone. I use Zoom. You know, I use Zoom to do the recording. Yeah, Zoom's perfectly fine. Yeah. And yeah. I use you. So I don't have to think about editing. I, I, don't, I wouldn't know where to start with editing. And that's all I do. I just do this, sit on Zoom, talk to somebody. And I just send it all off to you. I think it's really cool. Makes it easy. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Cool. Lovely. Like I've said, I have asked you to come back again another time to talk a little bit more about the techie side because that's that's something else to get to grips with if somebody wants to do this. Like I say, it can be easy, but if you're going to do your own editing, then that's something that maybe you might be able to help somebody with with that. Yes, yes. I'm working on something at the moment, which hopefully will be ready by the end of March, but I'm working on a package to help people help themselves. So it's a way of editing podcasts really easily. If you can edit, say, a Word document, then I've got something that will work for you in that respect. And it, as you edit the Word document, it sort of edits the audio at the same time. So you can just add and take away words, etc. There's a bit more to it than that, but I'm working on something. So even for the people who are really don't like tech at all, there are ways to create a podcast that doesn't require you to learn any equipment or software. It's, you know, there's, there's a, lots of tools out there that can because obviously AI is growing a lot and a lot of AI tools are out there, especially for editing and for making your audio sound better as well. So yeah, that's something I'm working on. And obviously I've given you my Instagram address there, but there's, there's lots of tips and hints and things there as well. If, if you're, if you actually have a podcast already and you want to just learn a little bit more about how to manage your podcast or make you sound better or attract other listeners or whatever. There's stuff there. So I'm just there to help. Yeah, bless you. <laughs> I think if you are worried about tech, please don't let that put you off because these days the tech is more and more easy. And like I say, I, I am not, anybody who knows me knows that I'm not a techie person and I've managed to do it. So if you are worried about tech, please try not to let that put you off. Just have a look at it, see what it actually takes. You might find it something that's easier than you think it is. So Absolutely. Well, I've really enjoyed that, Phil. Thank you so much for coming and spending your time with me today. I hope that the people listening to this consider podcasting. It might be something you've not considered before. Maybe it's something you have considered, but don't really know how to go about it. There are loads of different ways that you can do it. And there's loads of help out there to help you. So I'd say give it a go because it's just going to help you to get your message out there and to help your business. Have you got any last, any last thoughts? No, no, I think that's, that's that's enough for anybody to take on, I think, without trying to, you know, go too deep. Yeah. Now, I think if we do, if I do come back and then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about tech in a really simple, 
plain way that people can get on with. That would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But thanks for having me on anyway. Thank you so much for coming, Phil. Thank you so much. And yeah, hope to speak to you again soon. Okay, take care. And that's a wrap for this week. See, I told you Phil's great and I very much doubt I'd still be podcasting without his help. Now, I really hope that you found our discussion helpful and maybe it's even inspired you to start your own podcast, which would be fantastic. And if you have, I'd absolutely love to know. So drop me a line on social. So on Instagram, that's at Grow Your Private Practice or on LinkedIn, it's Jane Travis. That's Jane without a Y. Come and say hi and let me know if you've decided to start a podcast and I'll support it with you. And as we were talking about in the podcast, Phil has some really great, helpful, free resources, including his podcast equipment quiz. So I'll put all of these details in the show notes so that you can go and access them easily. But also I'll share his social media links so you can hop over, give him a follow and say hi and tell him that you've heard him here. That would be really, really great. And also I was talking about one of my own free resources. I mentioned this in the call. It's a free resource that's called Attract Clients by Helping Rather Than Selling. And to grab that, just go to janetravis.co.uk slash start here. And all the details are there in the show notes as well. Now, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have enjoyed this episode, it would be fantastic if you could leave us a replay and hit that subscribe button as well to stay up to date with the latest podcast that I put out. So that's it for now. I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week and I look forward to speaking to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me this week. And if you're ready to take action to grow your practice, check out growyourprivatepractice.co.uk. Bye for now.